This is Reality Realty. The views and opinions expressed on Reality Realty or any of the articles presented do not represent the views and opinions of the station, of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, of any real estate brokerage, or of any other realtor. There simply are views and opinions at this time. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult with a professional when buying or selling your home. Real estate, most people's largest financial investment. When it's our home, it's much more than just that. It's our sanctuary, where we shelter and ready ourselves for another day. It's where we build family, create memories, and more than ever, it's often where we work from. With so much of an investment, shouldn't we do everything we can to get it right, to protect it, and to help it grow? Well, buckle up for safety while we caravan through Reality Realty. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. We're in the middle of a global pandemic crisis. Our province, our town, they're both in a state of emergency. On one hand, people are being told to go home and stay home in order to save lives. So why are people still listing their homes for sale and inviting strangers into their homes to view? And vice versa, why are potential buyers going into strangers' homes for viewing? Today we're examining the real estate controversy surrounding COVID-19 Part 2. Joining me in house arrest is Carol Ann Bryant, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance and Reality Realty's favorite co-host. Good morning. Good morning, Dale. House arrest, that's pretty strong language. I thought I was here voluntarily. Yeah, we are and we aren't. I mean, we're told to stay home. Yeah, I know. But when you... When you're used to being on the road and out so much, it almost seems like house arrest. No? Um, yeah. And here we are in our home office, home office slash home recording studio. Doing double duty. It has become that. Yep. And this is our second show, doing it from home. It seems a bit strange to me. Does it to you? Um, yes. I like it, though. I like it, yeah. But the dynamics are different when you're in the studio. Yes. The dynamics are, yeah. There's a, there's an energy there. Not to say there's okay, no energy uh, here. All right, I'll pump up the energy a bit. <laughs> okay. All right. So, we're doing uh, the... Part two. Part two yeah. of the COVID-19. 
Yeah, we had a lot to talk about last week. Mm -hmm. We couldn't get it all done in an hour show. I mean, it's a big topic. It's an important topic. And there are a lot of controversies. Yeah, there certainly and are. And it seems to be as the days go by, controversies ramping up a little bit more. Yeah, as as the stakes grow higher, the controversy will, will definitely ramp up. Yeah. Well... There's a lot to get in on this show as well, so right. let's just get to our next point of order, which is Snapshot, okay. and that's a look at the Snapshot report of the residential real estate market for April 9, 2020, and folks, please keep in mind that we've recorded the show a few days early, so the stats were collected at that time. There have been 104 single-family residential sales over the past month, and that's actually up two sales since last week's report. It leaves us with an increasing inventory of 351 residential listings for sale. The average selling price of successful sales over the past year is approximately $458,000. If we break that average sale price down into communities, we can see that the average residential sale price for Coburg over the last year has been 485,000 in the town of Port Hope, 462,000 and the town of Brighton, 413,000. During the past year, people have received on average approximately 98% of their list price in a market time of 48 days. Northumberland County, we are still in the seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 30% based on the past month's sales trend, meaning we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately 3.4 months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. Northumberland County condos. We have an inventory of 21 condos actively for sale in Northumberland County, <clears throat> with 103 condos having been sold over the past year. The average selling price over this past year has been 390000 and on average these condos have received 98% of their list price in a market time of 47 days. Million Dollar Listings we have an inventory of 30 residential million dollar listings actively for sale in Northumberland County with 22 million dollar listings having been sold over the past year. The average selling price has been $1,163,000 and on average these million dollar properties have received 93% of their list price in a market time of 75 days. Don't worry about writing these stats down. If you're interested in them, we post them at the end of each month on my social media pages. Um, look me up on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, and you can find them there. And I also post them on my website, dale at dalebryant.ca. And I research these Northumberland County statistics and calculate the absorption rate using information from CoreLogic's matrix system. And matrix is the realtor component of the MLS system. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this information to be area specific, 
specific to the property type you're dealing with and the price band it's in. So talk to your local realtor and they will help you understand the Northumberland market information that's most relevant to you. Carol Ann, mortgage rates today. Tell us about those. Yeah, they've come down a wee, a wee bit since last week. So we can get a five-year fixed as low as 2.79%. Uh, the biggest change is probably in the variable. We have a lender who's offering a five-year variable at prime. And prime is 2.45% right now. So um, there's conditions, obviously, that apply to these rates. Mm -hmm. And as always, our mortgage rates come to us from Carol Ann Bryant, Mortgage Broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And folks, that is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market and events in Northumberland County. In Ontario, at the time of this recording, on April 6, 2020, realtors are still on the list of essential services occupations during this global pandemic COVID-19 crisis. We're being told by our governing bodies that during this time of staying at home and saving lives, it is not to be business as usual. Purchases and sales of real estate are to be conducted only for essential financial and essential sheltering circumstances. A key word is essential, on which we've received no definitive details of what essential really is. And therein lies much of the controversy surrounding COVID-19 in real estate. So let's think of a couple scenarios just for a moment. Okay. Scenarios about essential. Sure. If you were hospitalized right now, fighting this virus for every breath, what real estate purchase and sale would be essential to you? If one of your parents or children were battling this life-taking illness, what real estate purchase and sale would really be essential at that time? Or if a buyer acknowledges having a, a buyer and you have a house for sale and they're acknowledging having cold or flu-like symptoms on one of the many COVID-19 buyer previewing questionnaires that have recently been created and it's all been done in an effort to give us a sense of safety during our ongoing quest to keep essential real estate going. Is your sale essential enough to let them into your home to view? After all, this is a serious buyer to be willing to continue to view through the discomfort of dealing with their cold or flu-like symptoms. Or has your sale become a little less essential? At the time of recording this episode, there were 1,340,000 cases of the virus around the world and over 74,000 deaths, with many more to come. But what if none of those cases and deaths were directly connected to you so far? Would your definition of a real estate purchase and sale be different than when applying to the other scenarios I just mentioned? So that's an idea of how controversial this topic can be because our definition of essential 
is it really essential when we're not in that kind of crisis? What do you think, Carolyn? So it appears as if that word essential, because you're not getting any guidelines from RICO or RIA or CREA or even corporate uh, brokerages, like whatever, well, your brokerage is Royal LePage, ProAlliance, and then there's the corporate Royal LePage. Mm -hmm. uh, you're not getting any um, definition of that. It's been left up to everybody's opinion. Judgment. Yeah, judgment, judgment sure. Uh, so you're going to have vastly different opinions on this. And yeah, just depends on motives, I guess. Motives, judgment, whatever. But that's where that's where we're getting this controversy anyways. A right. lot of it. Right. A lot of it. And then when neighbors are seeing a sign, a new sign go up and they're seeing people coming through homes and they're and they're concerned for. Uh, the safety of the community and themselves, and they say, "Hey, what kind of social distancing is that?" And yeah, especially and if they've been told they can't see their family. I mean, we have Easter weekend coming up, and so a lot of people are going to, you know, they're not going to be able to visit their family. We're not going mm -hmm. to have a big Easter celebration. Uh, not uh, going to go to church physically. Go to church for people that do go to church, uh, celebrate, um, you know, Easter egg hunts with little, with little ones, but yet they're seeing people coming and going in and out of a house for sale on their street and thinking, wait a minute. Uh, how essential is that? Yeah. So last week, Carol Ann, we, we did, uh, what we call controversy number one, and that was real estate brokers, brokerages, sales reps were deemed as being essential and whether or not, all realtors agree, and, and all realtors don't agree with that. I know that for a fact. <clears throat> you talked about what was happening in the mortgage industry as far as deferrals were concerned. Mm -hmm. And then we, because a lot of people are asking f about the deferrals, then we talked about last week um, the second controversy, which was the best practices that were developed for the real estate industry, the, the safe best practices and, and some of the things realtors are now realtors and real estate brokerages are, have implemented and in an effort, in an effort to either keep everybody safe or just to cover their backsides right, or, or both. And, and one of the, one of them we, we mentioned was limiting the, limiting the number of people to go through a home for a viewing and instructing them to not touch anything. Yeah. And then, and then I also mentioned earlier about the questionnaires that were developed. Right. And, and, and so the funny thing is if you're the general public and you want to enter my real estate brokerage office, you're not getting in. The real estate brokerage isn't letting you in their office. Right. And the doors are locked and the doors are locked on a, I would be surprised if their doors are open on one single brokerage. I'd be surprised. So these very same brokerages are still listing homes, but right. they're saying, "But don't come into our home." Yes, because we don't. We 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 want to stay safe. Anyways, it's a it's a little bit of an oddity. And right, and they um, 
I don't think you're going to talk about, I don't think we're ever going to talk about this later, but you're not only are you not allowed to come in, they're not taking um, checks for deposits on per purchases anymore. No, wire transfer, e-transfer, don't come in with a yeah. check. And the realtors who work in the brokerage, well, at least your brokerage anyways, were notified, don't even come in with paperwork. We don't want your paperwork. You send us everything electronically. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that says to me, the brokerages know the gravity of this and they want to keep their staff safe. Yeah, they're protecting their staff and, as but, they should. But at the same time, I mean, if, if it is in fact an essential sale, whatever essential is, you know what, then it is essential. But if it, if it's not, then wow, you know, it's just, are you taking this serious? And, and the other part, Carolyn, I just, we're going to get into a break fairly soon, but I just also wanted to cover part of this one controversy and it's that we didn't get to last week. Okay. And it's steps, steps involved that have been created by the real estate industry to try and keep everything safe while still con conducting business, not as usual, but the modified business. And that is, instead of going in and touring a home, we're trying to encourage, the industry is trying to encourage more virtual tours and the way they're posting virtual tours and, and, and the electronic stuff you just talked about. Right. Now, the interesting thing here is, it's nothing new. Good marketing was already posting virtual tours. We were doing videos. We were doing floor plans. Um, Some we, realtors, not everyone. Yeah, a lot. A lot of us were. Yep. And so that was happening. So it really didn't get invented for this. We haven't created anything where it were being, the industry is encouraging more people to do it. I guess if you weren't doing it before, now's the time to get on board. Well, the virtual open house was a new thing, right? That wasn't something that people were doing before. It's, it's a, so it's the same. It's a new name on the same old, same old. So it's you're walking through a home and you're showing some things, which I've I was calling lifestyle videos. Right. Other people were doing it by other names. So right. they they've just tagged a new name onto onto marketing that we already do. Mm -hmm. And 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 one of the things that you know you're not gonna you can't smell a video. You don't get a sense if what the smell of the home is, how fresh it is, if there's a mold there. Mm -hmm. You're not you're not catching every corner. I mean that that video it doesn't it doesn't see like in person. So there there could be cracks or or different water stains maybe faults that get that, passed by on the video just get passed by and and i wonder is our industry really trying to encourage people to buy a home without viewing it i i mean i know they're not officially officially they're just trying to get you to view it less so maybe you could go in only one time instead of having a second viewing which is you know you're cutting your your risk in half which is good but I just wonder what kind of litigation are we going to have yeah. when this is all done, when, when a buyer buys a home and they are not happy with the home. Because that happens. People buy and are not happy with homes. And 
Well, that puts maybe a new twist on buyer beware, or, or buy, uh, yes, buyer beware, buyer right? Caveat emptor. And How can you do that? If you haven't stepped foot in the house, well, you can't. Or even if you only step foot once, mm -hmm. and that buyer is unhappy, mm -hmm. and they've, they found a, a situation in their home that they were not aware of, and now they start to blame the industry, and they say, you know what? I was encouraged to not go through that house Yes. Uh, uh, the amount of times I wanted to. Yes. And I did it, but I did it because I trusted the real estate industry. I trusted my realtor. And had I been through that house I took more times, I would have seen this. And here's the copy of the virtual open house that they gave me. And it didn't show this at all. Mm -hmm. and, and what kind of litigation are, is the industry going to be in for encouraging Purchase yeah. with less time, less due diligence. Mm -hmm. And and the real estate industry will say, not less due diligence, just a different due diligence. And so how does a judge view that? Does a judge, I mean, the judge typically is in favor of the general public. And they're not going to be too impressed if, uh, if the real estate industry has conducted themselves in a, in a way that didn't give a buyer a full-on chance at, at seeing issues. So, Caroline, we're already at our first break. So, folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty coming to you from Northumberland 89.7 FM, truly local real estate talk, and join us in just a few moments. And Caroline and I, we are going to continue to talk about real estate and the COVID-19 controversies. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant and my co-host, this morning is Carol Ann Bryant, my wife and and favorite co-host of the I'll show. be your favorite co-host for several weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> your only co-host. That's right. Well, well I, you're I, working on figuring out how to do the remote the of guests somebody and phoning in. Yeah, yeah. That's been near. But really, fairly You've always been my favorite co-host and, and guest. Well, right? thank you. I appreciate that. You like It's not like I've never said that before. I know. Okay. All right. I just feel like you have no choice at this moment. <laughs> I, I have no choice but to have the best. <laughs> so, uh... Carol Ann, before the break, we were talking about uh, controversies. And, and one of the controversies... I was just mentioning was was the fact that we're encouraging we're encouraging people to go into the homes less. Buyers Who's were go. clarify that. What's that? You're saying we're encouraging. Who's were? Uh, the, Not you. The no, no. The real estate industry okay. is encouraging people to go into the homes less. Yes. And and so they're doing these virtual open houses and and yeah. they're trying, which is basically. You know, walking through a home, mm -hmm. talking about the home, videoing the home while you walk through, you know, is, is touring it without the buyer, which is something realtors 
a number of realtors we were already doing before this, but now we're we've put on the new name. We're doing it, and we're saying this is well. You weren't you weren't doing the tours without bringing the buyer in. You're saying you did. You yeah, did we the, were doing. You were doing videos, but you marketing. were bringing. But you were bringing buyers, and in. we were yeah. bringing the buyers. Yeah. In later. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you would preview a home for mm-hmm. for a buyer who wasn't. Uh, was was out of town or something used to do that and you'd preview it they'd say we like that and you you knew them well enough and what they wanted you preview the house and you would say yeah i think this is worth looking at when you come back into the country especially which is a different when you had out of town people yeah yeah but that's a whole different yeah. ball but, game but the other the last part of that i just wanted to say yes is uh, if realtors think we got to think about what this could do to mm-hmm. us uh, operating in this time of this crisis. And we all pay in errors in emission insurance. Yes. And if we think that that's going to cover us in case somebody gets sick after viewing or somebody gets sick after having people through their home viewing and they can't attribute it to anything but those buyers going mm-hmm. through their home. Mm-hmm. And it, if the real estate industry thinks that the... <laughs> errors in emissions insurance is going to cover them for that or cover them later for encouraging people to purchase a home without the entire due diligence and and second and third viewings that they would have normally liked to have taken. That's something that realtors need to give, you know, a second thought to. Right. What about, Carol Ann, what about changes to mortgage approvals during this crisis uh, what's been going on with that yeah so we're still seeing some changes happening in terms of lenders trying to figure out going forward how to deal with with new applications that are coming in as far as um, applications that were mo- so most I'm going to qualify this and say most lenders are doing this not every single one but if there was an application that was in in their system that had an approved status Mm -hmm. so approved means it's not complete yet they're still waiting maybe to sign off on down payment or uh, sign off on income maybe even possibly if the application has that status and it was an application that was approved by the insurer Uh, as of March 25th, or the borrower had entered into a legal binding purchase and sale agreement and waived the financing conditions, pardon me, as of March 25th, and the closing date is on or before September 30th, 2020, those applications are going to move forward. Whether or not someone has lost their job due to this virus, if they've been laid off, um, if their business is shut down, under those conditions, that application is going to move forward. Uh, any new applications that do not fit that criteria are going to be subject to more scrutiny and especially, of course, income and particularly income. That's that's going to be crucial. So if you have, have just been laid off and you're on EI, the lender won't use that income now. You're you're not going to get approved for the mortgage. Does it depend where you've been laid off from? I mean, if no. it's a blue chip, nope. 
If you're currently not working, they want to see a pay stub that's dated no no later than thir- like within 30 days of the application going in. They want to see a pay stub. Mm-hmm. They they likely will want to even see that your bank statement with that money going in if you get paid, you know, and it goes into your bank account that way, they'll want to see that. They will call your employer to confirm that you are working and they will likely ask what is the likelihood that uh, this person is going to continue to work. Do you foresee that you're going to have to lay off this person? There's going to be more questions bef- than than ever before. If you are self-employed and you're not an essential service and you've had to close your business, you won't get approved for a mortgage. <clears throat> so I guess March 25th, that's the key date. You yes. said if, if everything has been locked in place yes. prior to March 25th. Yes. You're good to go. And no as long what. as it closes before September 30th, yes. then they're not going to pull back any any um, approvals. They're but not. if you're outside of those boundaries, the rules, are, everything's looking different like the yes. rest of life is. Yes, and be prepared to provide more documentation than ever. I even, I'm even suspecting that once this is over, in 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 terms of you know us being told that we can go back to work and businesses start to open and whatnot, um, I'll be surprised if we don't see in the mortgage industry those stricter guidelines carrying on for a little while because potentially a second wave will come mm-hmm. we've been hearing that right so uh, second I'm, or third wave even. yeah so we haven't been told that but i'm thinking um that lenders will 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 have a a new underwriting structure in light of this virus i think it's going to change how they look at things mm-hmm. what about appraisals uh, right. That's changed too, hasn't it? Yeah. So we did get an email the other day that appraisers were being told they could not go into properties anymore. But then within an hour, we got another email saying it's kind of at their discretion. Um, so nothing changed. N- no. Yeah. It, 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 that's that's sort of like the industry. The industry got a backbone and said, "Don't do this." And then they then they got some complaints, and they changed their mind. Yeah, it was um, kind of silly, I think. So the appraisers were told, uh, well, okay, so for instance, it was like said, well, if it's a property that's vacant, there's nobody living in it, and you feel comfortable going into the home, then go ahead. So I guess they kind of reassessed and said, wait a minute, what if the property's vacant and there's nobody mm-hmm. living in there? So they left it to the discretion. So in light of that now, uh, lenders who previously wanted a full appraisal, meaning that the, the appraiser had to physically go in the house, take pictures, look around, pictures inside, pictures outside, and then do their full report from that, they are allowed to do, a, they're accepting modified appraisals now. And what that means is the um, appraiser has to go physically to the property, but not they don't have to go in, but they have to, one, determine that there's actually a house there and take pictures um, outside the house 
and then they have to rely on pictures that the real the interior pictures that the realtor has provided or their homeowner has provided and then they'll take that information and they'll try and you know they'll do the same thing with comparables that have sold already and then other information that they can pull from and they'll they'll do the report based on that but we're going to see values coming in lower the that the fact that the realtor cannot walk in the house is going to affect what the value the appraiser sorry the appraiser can't walk into the house is going to affect the value yeah like i'm i'm just thinking i've seen so many homes where maybe the curb appeal is very decent but then you might go into the home and it's a completely different story the home needs all sorts of maintenance and right. and the home is maybe very dated and and maybe just plain falling apart and dirty and it would yeah, it likely hasn't been maintained well yeah, it would likely appraise very low but the the images we take as realtors can be deceiving <laughs> well we we take very flattering Favorable images yeah, yeah flattering images because we're trying to make uh, the product look as good as it can and i just i just know that so often what i see online and what i see in real so you're you're the mortgage industry you're anticipating that appraisers would possibly appraise a bit lower just to build in a safety factor is that what you're thinking yes i think so i think they're going to assume maybe sometimes that the pictures are putting a best foot forward um you know unless it's a a new home a fairly new home in a in a subdivision and they're kind of like cookie cutter homes and and they can see another home similar has sold recently and they can do a comparison that way i think where we're going to get into uh some challenges are those homes that are not cookie cutter so the comparables are a little bit further away we've our rural properties unique unique homes that's mm -hmm. really hard for an appraiser to to uh, without going in and seeing you know there's some old homes that have been beautifully restored and um, they're just not going to be able to tell that no and yeah they they won't if there's if there's some damage if there's damage mm -hmm. to a home right that just isn't being taken in a in the picture, in, yeah. On the images. But these these appraisers, they've been around the block a number of times. They're, they're used to, you know, they're constantly looking at MLS pictures. Mm -hmm. And they're constantly comparing it to what they saw in person. So they're pros. They're pros at picking out small details. But there, there definitely is a... A possibility that things things get missed and uh, yeah I understand that for sure well Carolyn we're gonna take our final break we're gonna come back folks in just a few moments and continue I have controversy what number four and five Num number four yeah we're on number we've four got four and five 
that we're, I'm not going to say what they are right now. We are only a few minutes away from getting right into it. So you've been listening to Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM's truly local real estate talk. Join us in just a few moments. Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum on Northumberland 89.7 FM. It's Reality Realty and I'm Dale Bryant. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage and our co-host this morning is Carol Ann Bryant and Carol Ann is a mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. Carol Ann, we are continuing on with our... Controversies. Yes, controversies over COVID-19 and real estate and and the fact that it's still going on and how it's being done. And uh, we, are, we have two more controversies mm-hmm. to handle um, in this last segment, in this last and final segment. And, and it's last and final because... Enough's enough, right? That's all we hear about is COVID-19. Yeah. Are we going to bring some something a little bit lighter, more entertaining next week? Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Excuse we, me. Well, we have the This or That show, right? We're going to do that for next week. This so or that. Tune in. This or that. What and, does that mean? And yeah, and we're we're going to hopefully hardly mention this crisis. Okay. <laughs> so all right. So yeah, controversy be, number four. So, in light of the fact that real estate has been in uh, as sent, listed as an essential service, and you're being told that you should not be, it should not be business as usual. Um. What do you think about buyers? Buyers are likely expecting to get a deal because they're thinking, hmm, that house is listed, so it must be essential. And they'll be thinking that a seller is, um, you know, in need of of selling right then, that they can't wait for the pandemic to be over. And they're, and they're going to uh, want to maybe come in with a lowball offer. Yeah, and and that is that is very fair, because we're gonna look back at this time, decades, decades later. Yes, generations later, they're gonna look back to the global pandemic of twenty 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 twenty, and they're gonna they're gonna talk about it. This is a big deal, and so if if your sale couldn't wait until this is over, um, then it's fair enough for a buyer to think, you know what, they are in, since it's only for essential services, they are in and they're willing to take a risk of having, they're willing to take a risk of having uh, strangers come into their home in a time when they're saying, don't go out, keep a distance, I can't see how a buyer wouldn't think that they have 
a position in the driver's seat for right. negotiations. Right. One of the things is if if they do come in with a uh, with a little bit lower uh, offer than what the seller is looking for, you know that might be a that might be a good indicator whether or not that was really an essential sale. Like, did these people need to do the sale because they really need to um, avoid some financial crisis in their life? Uh, because if they did, one in the hand is better than two in the bush. Yeah, it's unfortunate that there there will be people in that position and, and they're going to lose uh, equity that they would have normally got from their home had they not been in this position where they were felt squeezed. And But then my, my question is, where are they going to go if, if indeed they have to sell because they're afraid they're just not going to be able to keep their payments up after the deferment or they're not going to be able to catch up on that. Where are they going to go? Yes. Where are they going to go? I mean, that's, that's a really good question. If in fact it was an essential sale and, but the thing is though, we're not actually seeing this really dramatic drop in price. Like, not yet, one, no. like one might think we would see. I'm seeing, I'm seeing just, just this past week and the week before, I believe, um, in, on the weekly stats that I do, mm-hmm. a marginal drop. And, uh, so it's, it's really not, it's not like the financial market where they're taking, you know, a, a 30% hit yes. on investments, at least not yet. Well, in Toronto, they they've noticed a big decrease in in their um sales uh and and, and also mm-hmm. the percentage well oh, i guess it was just decrease in overall sales not overall, actually which not is a, different than actually price, price. Yeah. yeah i didn't i i forgot that I, yeah so that was what i read about but i have i i've certainly seen some reductions in listing prices big reductions recently in some homes and i've seen some new listings that I sort of my eyes opened up a little wide because I thought, oh wow, that seems like a a really decent price and 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 maybe it is because it's an essential sale and they know that there's a lot of buyers that have just taken themselves out of the game. Mm-hmm. So, but the other part is neighbors. Neighbors to these homes are not going to be happy at all. No, if you don't have to sell, you had no intention of selling. The fact that a bunch of houses on your street potentially could get sold quite reasonably, uh, that's going to affect your your value. Yeah, and the it could take who knows how long for that equity. You've just instantly lost equity in your home as well. Well, no one sale, no one sale makes you know, determines the market, but uh, every sale is another sale that is factored in. Sure. Um, so that's that's one of the things there. And uh, we'll see how that all plays out. That's not yeah. something we're going to be able to do, to really determine until some time has passed by. We get We get through this. 
maybe a couple of years down the road, we can look back and go, that's how this virus affected the values in real estate. We'll, be, we'll have the data then. Yeah. Every day we look at, uh, I usually go on Worldometer. Right. As, um, I don't. I can't. I can't handle that. No. That year. They just give you some stats about what's happened globally, uh, the cases, uh, the the deaths, and then you can look by country as right. well. So it's it's just a really handy site to get a quick update. And I mean, that is changing so dramatically day by day. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think each and every week that I'm calculating these stats, next, I d- I've been doing them Sunday evenings now. I think next Sunday, I'm going to see another substantial change. And then the following Sunday, another substantial change. I, I just feel as though if our business, if our real estate industry is in fact operating in uh, essential sales only and not operating business as usual, I think we will see this data change a whole lot more. Yeah, I agree. So let's get into the final controversy, controversy number five. So we agree that we're in a a grave situation right now. And uh, would you say that due to the different different approaches that are being taken by buyers and sellers, well, some buyers and sellers and realtors, uh, would you say that this is dividing the community? And dividing their dividing, <clears throat> pardon me, dividing realtors in the industry. I can I can say for sure, hundred percent, it is. It is it is dividing the industry, and it's dividing the community in general. And why I can say this is, I mean, anybody that's looking on social media, there are within the real estate group. Yes, and some social media. Groups are for realtors only, uh, members only. And I can see there, Carol Ann, that there, there are realtors that have taken uh, the gravity of this situation very seriously and are holding back from doing, truly holding back from doing business as usual. I'm right. not just saying they're they're getting somebody to answer a questionnaire and they're, and they're doing some right. wipe downs and and, right. and and relabeling a virtual tour sort of thing. They're, they're actually not getting involved in anything that isn't essential. Right. And those realtors are being quite vocal about the realtors who are being active. And they're, you know you know, almost trying to shame the other realtors. At least it appears that way. And, uh, and, and then, and then I'm seeing, I'm seeing this outside of the closed groups as well, somewhat in, in social media. And then I'm seeing the other realtors who are continuing to be more active in the industry. And, you know, comment like I've I've had enough of all this self righteous dot dot dot. Right. And so obviously <clears throat> there 
something something this big creates very strong opinions. For sure, yes. And and so you're getting that. And then for the community in general, when brokerages are being called up with complaints about a listing going up and neighbors are, you know, telling brokerages that this how those people don't have to sell. Yeah. Mm. Do you really know your neighbor's business? Like maybe you do and maybe you don't, but that's 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 a bit of a dangerous thing to be saying. I know I know their situation well enough. I'm going to say they don't need to sell. That's that's not really right, but it's getting people mad enough that they are saying that. And they're going out and they're taking pictures of things they see going on with the showings and they're sending them into the brokerages and complaining and I don't know. Are they sending them into RICO complaining as well? The Real Estate Council of Ontario. Where where is all are all these complaints going? And obviously, you're going to have part of the population saying, "Get your nose out of my business," mm-hmm. and and they're going to get mad at that. And well, uh, there's people that are obviously thinking they can carry on their life uh, the way they're they're. They're not understanding the seriousness of this situation. People in the community are noticing things more than ever. We're, we're on heightened alert. We're, we're seeing who's out, what they're doing. And so in the end, you're going to have to live with, with yourself and how you conducted yourself during this time. And, and, and you have to deal with your own conscience on that. Yeah. And... And there was a, a post uh, <clears throat> a week, week and a half, two weeks ago. It was a post online on social media. And I really like this post because we are in a time that's creating, creating these defining moments. Yes. And this is when possibly reputations will be built when... You know, you, you sometimes hear people say, when you get money involved, that's when you see the real person. Oftentimes, when there's an estate, somebody passes. Yeah. You know, there are families that once seemed to be functioning well, and now money is involved. And they start bickering. And, and now you get to see the real yeah. people come out. Well, that's what this is. Yeah, it's, when the chips are down, somebody's and, real uh, intentions... Know. So Come in, out. Yeah. So in this defining time, a realtor, a sales representative, Jody Canning, and she's a representative out of Royal LePage Frank Real Estate, she posted a question. She wasn't telling anybody anything. She just posted a question uh, for, for you to think about. And, uh, and because she came across it somewhere and it spoke to her. So she was okay. just repeating it. And I'll just read it here. She, she writes, something for us to think about puts things into perspective. If public health called tomorrow and told you that you had tested positive for COVID-19 and asked you to list all the places you had been and all the people you had been in contact with for the past 14 days, would you be proud of yourself or embarrassed by your actions? And then she continues to write, no need to comment. Just think about it. 
But that's a good one, Dale. Yeah. That's uh that's really good because you have to you have to account for yourself at that point. Yeah. And, and how and how are you going to feel? How are you going to Exactly. How are you going to feel? I'm not going to say who who did this one because I haven't asked if I can quote them on this, but I did hear from somebody saying uh not too long ago if for realtors, if RICO, the Real Estate Council of Ontario, if they come knocking at your door because something went wrong, right? how are you going to answer to them that what you were doing was essential business? I think that just simplifies it right yeah. there for realtors to think about. How yeah. would you answer that question? How can you, how can you back it up? Well, Carol Ann, we're at the end. Thank you for joining me again. And again, and again, and again. thank you. And if somebody is interested in talking to you about mortgages, how can they best contact you? You can call me at 289-251-2948, or you can email me at cbryant at dominionlending.ca. And thank you to you, the listeners, for spending some time with us. And next week, as I mentioned, we're not going to keep up with this COVID-19. Ready to move on for a bit. We're going to move on. Yeah. And so if you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions, feel free to uh, contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And don't forget to join us next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks. And I-